From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome to the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson. Today, we are talking about artificial happiness, those temporary band-aids you put on your symptoms to just relieve it and feel good for the moment, but they're just temporary. And anxiety sufferers want to mask the sensations. They want to mask their underlying challenges. They don't want to confront the truth because the truth hurts. It's painful. For a long time, I didn't look at myself directly in the mirror. I would do my hair, but I wouldn't really look into my eyes because there were truths there that I didn't want to confront. And I would always avoid the truth of my habits, what I do daily, what I say daily, uh, my past, that I just refused to confront. So this episode is all about artificial happiness, why it's temporary, and what you can do to find real happiness. Now, artificial happiness is that instant gratification delaying long-term rewards with momentary pleasures. In my 20s, I look back on my day-to-day habits and they were fun for the moment, but they had their consequences. I would be sitting in my friend's apartment, smoking weed, playing video games. We would pig out on junk foods. Then we would go to the mall and we would look at all the pretty women and we would feed our egos by, you know, just being out in society and we would buy things and uh, feed our materialistic drive. I always wanted to be somebody else. I would watch a movie and that, that the character in the movie would be so cool. And so I'd do my hair like him or I'd, I'd want the same clothes as that person. But anyways, we would go to the mall and then we would come back and then we would repeat this process. And my friend, he would have a lot of energy. His energy would be through the roof. And we would feed off of each other's energies. And we were in the same boat. We are almost the same age. He's two years older than me. And we would be in the same boat. We knew time was going by. We knew that we were just having fun. But we we just believed that life should be this way. That we should be living on Pleasure Island. And every time I left his place after hours, I mean two-thirds of the day, we would be hanging out together. And we would be hanging out together almost every day of the week. And I would feel emotionally drained. 
his energy was just so much. We would be out in public and he would, he, he loved attention. He loved that attention from other people. So he would, he would say things out loud. He would project himself uh, with jokes and he would do things that made me laugh, but he wanted the attention of not just me, but other people around me. So I found our relationship to be really draining. And so when once I would leave his place, I also felt this hollow void emerge once all the fun was over. And this void was saying, what now? Because once I left, it's like reality kicks in and then the voice would come, what now? In my ex-relationship, the responsibility of being the best boyfriend, I pushed that aside. And I had this desire of forever being a kid, just having fun all the time. And that's what's so damaging about the youth nowadays where they come up with the terms YOLO and uh, you only live once and just living in the moment. And yeah, I was living in the moment, but I'm going to get into how this became even more damaging. And that's the Peter Pan story. I was living the Peter Pan story, living on Pleasure Island. That's what Pleasure Island is. And Peter Pan doesn't want to grow up because the only adult in Peter Pan's life is Captain Hook, and he's a tyrant. Why does Peter Pan want to grow up to be like Captain Hook? Well, no wonder. Do you know why? And so Peter Pan stays on Pleasure Island. He's king of the Lost Boys. And then there's Wendy. Wendy, who's like Nala in The Lion King. You know, Nala wants Simba to stop hanging around his dopey friends to get his act together. He has responsibilities. It's, it's time to man up. And so in Peter Pan, Wendy serves as the same character. Wendy finds Peter Pan to be, you know, this child, but she really wants to have a family someday. She doesn't want to have somebody who's king of the lost boys, who's, who's just a kid. You don't want a 50-year-old, 20-year-old. When you're 50, you shouldn't be acting like you're 20. You shouldn't have the same beliefs and values. You should be a 50-year-old, right? Taking on responsibility, being an adult. And so, Wendy's real. She's a real woman. And Peter Pan has a fairy, Tinkerbell. And it's imaginary. The fairy of porn, essentially. Tinkerbell is the fairy of porn. And what's porn? 
Well, those women aren't real. You sit in front of a computer. You watch pornography. The women aren't real. That isn't real life. You're looking for your own fantasies to play out on the screen. Right? So Peter, uh, Tinkerbell is that fantasy of Peter Pan. She's the fairy of porn. A real relationship is not what you watch on those porn sites. So, P so Tinkerbell is this fantasy Peter Pan is holding on to. Because Tinkerbell is this entity that is what everything Peter Pan desires. But real life isn't that, right? Real life is a real relationship facing responsibilities and facing the challenges head on. So I was living on Pleasure Island. It was pleasurable for me to stay being a fool and delaying future responsibilities. But like Captain Hook, I was being chased by time. Time was chasing me, and that's the crocodile with the clock in its stomach. That's what it represents. It represents time. Captain Hook is running away from time. And it, it's also the baby dragon slowly growing into an adult. When you don't face the dragon when it's young and you run away from it your whole life, it's growing all around you. And that's what was happening to me. I was, the dragon was growing all around me as I continued living on Pleasure Island. I was avoiding responsibilities. Life was going forward. And then in my mid-20s, oh, I'm 25. Oh, I'm 26. And I'm still, I'm still, you know, in the same boat. There's people around me growing and developing. They're getting uh, apartments with their 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 girlfriends and then they're getting married and then they're 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 getting the jobs that they want and I saw this on social media and then I felt the envy and then it grew into bitterness and I started to be resentful and there's this voice telling me you know I can be more than I am but these habits that I developed from my teens into my mid-20s of, you know, smoking weed, having fun, living in the moment, they were so habitual that I didn't know any other way of being. I was stuck in this loop, and the loop was keeping me stagnant. Now, my relationship with my ex became very toxic because of my beliefs, there was a point where I'd rather go hang out with my friend than be with her. Because I was unconsciously avoiding that responsibility. And then I began to feel like she was dragging me under. She was really Nala from The Lion King. She was wanting me to get away from my dopey friends. Stop acting like a child. Let's 
let's face reality here. But I was stuck in that state. Then, for a long while, I wanted to break up with her, and I couldn't even get the courage to do that. I was afraid of being alone. And so, the more I lived on Pleasure Island, the more I cluttered the room of my mind. My self-respect lessened and lessened the more I avoided responsibility. So, for a long time, I couldn't look myself straight in the mirror. I would always avoid the truth. The truth will always come forth, though. Even though you want to avoid it, even though I was avoiding it, the truth comes forth. And it did in the form of severe anxiety. The sensations brought about from anxiety was the body telling me that, hey, Brad, there's a problem here. Even after doing things I would later regret, there would be that voice in me saying, why'd you do that? Or even before I did the habit that I knew I shouldn't do, there was that voice in me. Don't do that. Don't do that. But I ignored it. I pushed it aside. So there was a buildup of shame. There was a buildup of guilt, traumas from my past that led me into a darker hole that is generalized anxiety disorder. My body was screaming out to me, Brad, too much chaos. Brad, you're lying to yourself. Brad, you're doing all of these bad habits that are contributing to your poor beliefs that are keeping you stagnant. Because the more I was engaging in these toxic habits, the more snakes would emerge from those habits. The consequences of one habit would be five consequences. That's the snakes emerging, right? So I would do one bad habit, the consequences, five things. So the chaos was building and building around me. And it became too much because the clients that come to me were the same people that I used to be. The, their life has gotten beyond them. My life at the time has gotten beyond me. Everything became too chaotic. And I prolonged breaking it off with my ex for a long time. And that dragon of chaos got bigger and bigger around me the more I prolonged it. I knew I wanted to do it, but I didn't have the courage. And the fights between us got more intense. The lies between us got more intense. I knew what I wanted to do, but not doing it built up the uneasiness within me. And things get worse and worse 
that's the baby dragon growing and growing and growing into a full adult. And so once things get worse, it's harder to slay that adult dragon. The truth of not wanting to be with her manifested in anger. And I projected that onto her and the lies and on my face. She can tell. She she did tell. She could tell that I didn't want to be there. I was unhappy. She could tell. But I was telling myself my own lies. And I was trying to make things work. But I was lying to myself because I didn't want it to work. The truth opens up to you once you decide to take on responsibility. The thing I was always avoiding. Responsibility. So I began with the responsibility of overcoming my anxiety. And this was uh, years after we broke up. Um, I spiraled into chaos. I was continuing this Peter Pan lifestyle. And then I developed this anxiety disorder. From all the chaos I was I was manifesting. And at this time, I had to admit to myself that my actions led me to this chaos. And that's the truth coming forward. I was responsible for the dragon being an adult. And, and the, that dragon burned down the village. And I had to hold myself accountable for the burning of that village. I could have slayed it in, in its cave a long time ago. But it burned the villagers. Now, I have to tell you, hey, I caused the burning of the village. I knew the dragon was growing. I knew the dragon was there. I avoided it for a long time. And now, the village is gone. So, I had to confront the truth within myself that I was causing the chaos all around me. And so the habits that made up the old Brad were only covering up the responsibilities I needed to take on in order to find true happiness. The weed, the video games, sex, fast food, pornography, good for the moment, but it only served as a band-aid. When I began to break one of these habits, I felt proud of myself. And that's where happiness comes. It was extremely hard to break something that I knew to be true, right? Because I, I believed that these bad habits were good for me. So I had to break that belief by acting differently and replacing that bad habit with something new. And it was so difficult because I was really challenging myself. I had to attach a lot of pain to that habit and staying in that state. 
and then attaching pleasure to the new state, the new habit. You know, I would feel better if I quit this. I would feel better if I wasn't hanging around my, that negative friend because he was supporting me. So I had to start facing these truths. And once I was overcoming these difficult challenges, I felt better. My life became better. I was manifesting better things into my life. And I looked into the mirror and I could honestly see a different person, a a person I can be proud of, you know, good for you for uh, facing the truth and doing something you know to be right and avoiding the things that you know to be wrong. And then I saw self-respect develop. Even though this whole process of overcoming anxiety is challenging, you develop self-respect. You start to see yourself in a different light. And then I made friends with time, the crocodile. I made friends with time. No matter how long it took, I'm dedicating each day to overcoming anxiety. Instead of running away, I ran towards the crocodile. My whole life, I was running away. And then once I started to run towards, I discovered the Brad I never knew existed. When you run towards your fears, new circuitry in your mind develops. And that proud feeling you get when you accomplish something you never knew you could do is real happiness. You have to sacrifice the things in the present moment to serve the future you. You have to sacrifice the things that are not serving you. But you have to dig deep within yourself to figure that out. Ask ask yourself, what are you doing daily that's wrong, that's holding you back from living and, and meeting the ideal you, the you that you've always wanted to become? And that's where I'm going to leave you on today's podcast episode. Thank you for being here with me today talking about some really powerful stuff. And remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye for now. Brad's powerful anxiety recovery program is available at unpluganxiety.com. The Anxiety Project program is downloadable and puts the power of anxiety recovery in your own hands. What are you waiting for? Visit unpluganxiety.com for more details. Recovery starts now.